Thursday night. Come on. John, John hit some stuff. It was good. It was very good. And if you didn't hear it, check it out on live stream, ncmcanada.com, YouTube. Um, but he was talking about uh, joy. And, and this, ver- this uh, verse popped up. Go to Psalms uh, 63, please, verse 1. Woo! It's just an hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you there? Okay. It says, oh, God. Sometimes, oh, God is just good enough, isn't it? <laughs> Have you been there? Oh, God. No, no. He said, as a declaration, oh, God, you are my God. He made it personal. He says, um, early will I seek you. My, my soul thirsts for you. My flesh land, longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see your power and your glory as I've seen you in the sanctuary, as we have seen you in our lives, as we have seen you in this place, as we have seen you in our homes. Come on. Verse 3, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Verse 5, my soul shall be sat. My mind, my will, and my emotions shall be satisfied. Are you satisfied today? Oh, yeah. He says, as with marrow and fatness, my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. And I remember listening to Mark Hankins. He said one time, if you don't have joyful lips, repeat verse 4. Yeah. Come on. What's it say? That's why I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. You can't bless God and be sad and sad at the same time. Right? You start talking about God, I bless you. I love you. I teeth show. <laughs> it's a good thing. Amen. Um, joyful lips, eh? Let's go for that. Hmm, yes, I think I'll have that. Uh, Nehemiah 8.10, and they amplified, listen to this. It says, then Ezra told them, he said, go your way, eat the fat. That's bacon. Be over in Ukraine, salah. <laughs> Cook ours, amen. It says, drink the sweet. Send portions to him for whom nothing is prepared, for this day is holy unto our Lord, and be not grieved and depressed. I like that. Don't be grieved and depressed, for the joy of the Lord is your strength and your stronghold. He's going to strengthen you, but he's also going to put a stronghold on you. If God puts a stronghold on you, he ain't letting go. He is not going to let go. Amen? So that's the order. Uh, I want to talk about tonight, uh, today, this morning. What day is it today? Anybody know? It might be night somewhere. Anyways, it's, it is Sunday. Thank you, Joanne. Oh, all right. Thank you anyways. Praise the Lord. Take it. Um, as, as part of review... I want to keep this, uh, and, and, and my list is starting to grow. I'm uh, talking about bedrock, bedrock truths. Number one, God cannot lie. Number two, his word is true. We can trust him. Number three, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Number four, as he is, so are we. 
And number five, this is the latest one I got yesterday. God is good. All the time. And, and uh, we had a, our men's prayer yesterday. And uh, for you men that uh, don't get a chance to come, you should come. It's at 7 o'clock in the morning. But I'll tell you what, it is so rich. And it's, uh, it's really making a change, in you, and especially in us, that go. So we were talking about the goodness of God yesterday. We said, God is good. Boom. You can do a pipe drop, mic drop, right there. God is good, period. Settles it, right? Now, uh, Pastor Gary gave us um, uh, five New Year's revelations. Did anybody write them down? Okay, I'll give them to you so you can. <laughs> Number one, uh, based on Second Chronicles 2020, which um, is part of our uh, 2020, a decade of destiny, where our destiny is going to be founded. <laughs> yeah. This new decade is going to be a change. So much better than the last one. And the last one was good. This is going to be biggie-sized. And, and it's the last part. It says, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in his prophets. Believe in his pastor, so shall you prosper. Number two is fear not. Exodus 20.20. 20. Number three, you are complete in him. Colossians 2.9. Number four. Luke 12, 32, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That's a good one. Keep that one. That's a fridge one. Number five, therefore, my beloved brethren, this is in 1 Chronicles 15, 58, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for always abounding in the work of the Lord, for your labor is not in vain. What we do, what you do, is never, never, never in vain. Amen? So I want to talk about your labor is not in vain in the Lord. That is the title of this massage. And so let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, please. Woo! Can we do that again? Hebrews 10, please. Just, I like that. <laughs> It's fun. I teach some, well, when I go preaching down in Ontario, um, like at the churches down there, they're doing woos now too, right? And, and, and it's so funny because uh, some of them actually remember from year to year. And, and um, the, the guests that are there get freaked out. They just look, ah, what are they doing? But by the end, they're, they're screaming themselves. So that's pretty cool. So we're, we're doing things here. We're changing provinces. That's fun. Hebrews chapter 10, uh, we'll take it at uh, <clears throat> verse 12, please. It said, but this man, talking about Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, he did it forever, one time, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool, for by one offering... He has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Who's that? Who's the them? Yeah, we qualify. <laughs> That's us. Amen? So listen to this in the Passion Translation. It says in verse 12, But when this priest had offered one supreme sacrifice for sin, for all time he sat down on the throne at the right hand of God, waiting till all his whispering enemies are subdued and turn, and turn into his footstool. There's a bunch of whispers trying to whisper at you all the time. 
But he said, I'm going to turn them into your footstool. And by his one perfect sacrifice, he made us perfectly holy and complete for all time. And the, the, see, he said he's going to make you into a footstool. What's a footstool? It's a stepping stone so you can be propelled ahead. Huh? Sometimes we look at these things that are, that are, are, that are like a footstool to us, and, and it's, you think they're bringing us down. No, no, it's stepping you up. It's stepping you up into some things because your labor is not in vain. So every time you come up against a hassle, a crisis, or a situation, realize that's a footstool, and I'm getting ready to step up, and I'm stepping into some things. Why? Because this is my decade. This is your decade. Huh? Amen. So keep moving. That's the key. Right? 2 Samuel, uh, verse 22. I'm going to read this to you in the New King James because it just uh, gets rid of a lot of vows and, and makes it a little bit easier to understand. In uh, 2 Samuel 22, verse 29, it says, um, are you there? Okay. Uh, you are my lamp, O Lord. The Lord shall enlighten my darkness, for by you I can run against a troop. For you I can run against a troop. For you we could run in this church. Couldn't we? We could. We could. We can and, we do. and we should. Praise the Lord. <sighs> By my God, I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He's a shield to all those that trust in him. Do we trust in him today? Yes, we do. Right? Verse 32. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? Verse 33. God is my strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Huh. So God is your strength and power. <laughs> I like that. He's your strength, but he's also your power. He makes your ways, and he makes my way perfect. So God is my strength and power, and he makes your way perfect. How could we have a bad day then? Huh? Who's going to mess with you? When you realize that, okay, because we, we're talking about he does miracles so great. We sang about that. And God, you know, you, you think about that, that God does things very dramatic. When he created the heavens and the earth, it was very dramatic. When he parted the Red Sea, it says that with a blast of his nostrils, he blew his nose. Well, what's a nostril blast to you? Yeah, he blew his nose and parted the water. He's very dramatic. Right? He said he is your strength and your power, and he makes your way perfect. He makes your feet like the feet of a deer, and he sets you on high places. Again, stepping stool. He's going to step you up in some high places when you expect it. When you, we're singing about how these, these miracles that he does, and like I said last night, God sang the universe into place. There's power in the song. So we're, we're singing to God, you do miracles, so that what we sing about, we should be expecting to see and expecting to happen in our lives today. Why? Because it says that he is your strength, he is your power, he makes your way perfect. So when you say, Lord, you are my strength, you, come on now, you make, my, you make my way perfect. Thank you, Lord, you make my way perfect. You start singing about that, what's going to happen? Red tape, 
It's going to open. It's going to part for you on purpose. He wants to set you on high places. Verse 35, he teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You've also given me the shield of your salvation. Your gentleness has made me great. His gentleness is making you great right now. Right where you're sitting. It's pretty cool. He says, you enlarged my path under me so my feet did not slip. He's giving you a wide berth so your feet don't slip. You got power, strength, his ability on the inside of you. Just waiting to bust out. Verse 47, the Lord lives, blessed be my rock. Let God be exalted, the rock of my salvation. Is he the rock of your salvation today? Is he your rock? Is he your personal rock? Huh? We need to make it personal. It is God who avenges me and subdues people under me. We don't have to do it. He'll do it. That way you don't have to go around slapping people. Although sometimes you want to. But he will do that. Verse 49, he delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who rise against me. Again, footstool. He's stepping you up so you can step into some new things that he's got for you. Because where, you're, where you presently are standing, you can't see over the horizon until you step onto the footstool. Then you can see more. You can see farther for, for what he's got planned for you. And there are some big, big things that he's got planned for you. But you can't see them if you're just on this plateau. You've got to step up into the footstool and watch him take, oh, he's just going to broaden your horizons, and you'll be looking, and you're going to say, whoa, let's go. You want to go? I want to go. Psalms 37, please. Why not? Sometimes you just have to. Psalms 37. Fret not yourself. <laughs> I like that. Fret not. Don't fret. Because of evildoers, neither be envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb. Trust in the Lord. Do good. So shall you dwell in the land. Just trust in him. For verily you shall be fed. Verse 4, delight yourself also in the Lord. He shall give you the desires of your heart. What are you desiring today? And what have you desired that you put on a shelf that you need to knock off the shelf and put it back in your desire packet? Right? He said he will. He shall give you, shall, shall, and not might, shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way unto him, unto the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. He shall. Even though there's some footstools to be stepping over, realize this is, this is working for me. This is working for me. And I'm stepping. Step up. Step in. Step over, right? Amen. New King James. Um, oh, no, no. I got to read this out of passion. It says, don't follow after the wicked ones or be jealous of their wealth. Don't be jealous of their wealth. Their wealth is temporary. It can just go like that. Our wealth, uh-uh, eternal, eternal. 
They're talking about how much money they have. The guy said, look at that. That's a piece of pavement. Streets are made paved. No, they're not even paved. They're made out of gold. He says, don't think for a moment that they're better off than you. How often do we look at people with a lot of money and thinking, oh, I wish I had, I wish I had what they had. And they're looking at you, they're saying, I wish I had what you had. They may have a lot of money, but they don't have a lot of peace. <laughs> don't think for a moment that they're better off than you. They, and their short-lived success will sh- soon shrivel up and quickly fade away like grass clippings in the hot sun. Keep trusting in the Lord. Do what is right in his eyes. Fix your heart on the promises of God, and you'll be, <laughs> you will be secure. Feasting on his faithfulness. I like that. You want to feast on his faithfulness today? Go to the banquet. Mm. Come on. He, he says he prepares a table. Feast on his faithfulness. He is faithful. He can be trusted. Come on. The whole Bible is all based on trust, right? Verse 4, make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life. He will provide for you what you desire the most. Give God the right to direct your life. I like that. Will you give him the right to direct your life today? You say, hey, God, I give you the right today. Direct my life. Gloria Copeland, here's my, take my life and do something with it. As you trust him along the way, you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. Perfectly. New King James, in Psalms 37, verse 11 to 13, it says, But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plots against the just and gnashes at him with his teeth. The the Lord laughs at him. The Lord laughs at him because he sees his end coming. The Lord sits in the heavens and laughs. We're down here freaking out, and he's laughing about it. And we're looking up going, why do you think this is so funny? Do you see what I'm going through here? But he knows the end before, from the beginning, right? So enjoy the trip. Laugh with him. If two more agrees on touching anything, what's going to happen? So if you, imagine you join your laugh to God's laugh. Huh? <laughs> Woo! I guarantee you'd be laughing for a while. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, please. Your labor is not in vain. He's got your back. He's got you set up. So get ready. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, verse 1. We then as workers together with him, we're working with him. He's working with us. It's a partnership deal. Beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For he has said, I have heard you in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation I have secured thee. And behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. New living. It says, as God's partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. Don't ignore it. For God says that just at just the right time I heard you. <laughs> at the right time, we're going, God, how about now? This is a real good time. 
<laughs> oh, is this so good right now? He says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, um, I have helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. Listen to this in the Passion. Now, since we are God's co-workers, we beg you not to take God's marvelous grace for granted, allowing it to have no effect in your lives. For he said, I listened to you at the time of my favor. He listened to you at the time of his favor. His favor is priceless, endless, and all those other less things that are real good for you. For he says, I listened to you at the time of my favor, and when the day you needed salvation, I came to your aid at the right time. You think about when you got saved. That was the day of your salvation. That was, a, that was the right time. I know it was for me. <laughs> Couldn't get any, well, any worse for me. It would have been dead. So it was, it was at the right time. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He's the only one I know that, that can unscramble an egg. And it's true. He said, I came to your aid. Can't you see? Now is the time to respond to his favor. Now is the day of his salvation. Now is the time to respond to his favor. Come on. What are you talking about? God's goodness, right? Leads people to repent. Respond to his favor. He opens us big doors. Your labor is not in vain. First, um, yeah, let's go there. First Corinthians 15, 58, please. I know we said it, but let's read it. Verse 57. But thanks be to God, which gives us, which gives us, this sounds like past tense, doesn't it? Sounds like it's already happened. Which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, he's talking to Christians. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now listen to this in New Living. New Living, it says New Living. So it's like I've been talking to some people from the Philippines. <laughs> it's funny. Um, when, we, when we were there, um, we were singing How Great Is Our God, and like their accent is so strong. How great is our God? <laughs> and it's great. And it just melts you, right? Um, anyways, New Living Translation, it says, be strong, immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. Be enthusiastic. When you go to work, be happy. Don't be a mope. The, come on, most of the job sites are filled with people that are just like mopey dick. Right? It's all like mope, mope, mope. Uh, I remember <laughs> working at the dockyard, and this guy was just blasting the place. And, and uh, after a while, you get mad. Because, like, he's just cursing the place, left, right, and center of the place, blah, blah, blah. I said, listen, you're an idiot. He looked at me and said, what? I said, yeah, you're an idiot. He said, what are you talking about? I said, do you like your house? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I said, how do you think you got the money to pay for that? I said, do you like your car? Yeah. How do you think you got the money to pay for that? Are you eating? You look like you're eating pretty good. He's a pipe fitter. He's big, right? I said, I said, you look like you're eating pretty good. How do you think you afforded your groceries? Well, my job. Well, shut up. <laughs> he made, oh, he made me mad. It was just like, come on, stop that. 
It says, always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. He's got a plan and a purpose for everything that you do. So get happy. Message that says, throw yourself into the work of the master. Confident, confident that nothing you do for him is, is a waste of time or effort. He don't waste his time. Everything he does is on purpose, and it's for a purpose, and it's for your purpose, for your good. Amen? <laughs> Amplified, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior. I like that because it's annoying, right? Always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the time of service in the Lord, knowing and being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile. It is never wasted or to no purpose. Now, having said that, there's two, mile, there's two miles of ditch for every mile of road. <laughs> Don't overwork yourself to be superior. Stay in the middle and just know that everything that you do is just... Mm, mm. Joshua chapter 6, please. Verse 1. <clears throat> Now, Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. Uh, none went in, none came out. No, none went out, none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, take a look. I have given into your hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. Those are the big wheels. Those are people with power. And he said, Listen, I, I've given them to you. And you shall compass or surround the city, all you men of war, and go around the city once. That's how you do six days. Now, think about this. Um, this shall you do for six days, going around the city. How many times have you gone to work, gone back, just going around doing your dailiness of daily, right? Just doing the same thing every day. But it, what we just say, don't get weary in well-doing. <laughs> Verse 4, and seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. I don't know how big the city is, but it sounds like a job to me. Sounds like a lot of work. Sounds like a lot of walking. It gets hot over there. Right? The priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people will go up, every man straight and person straight before him. Verse 10 was something that got me. Because we said in, in, in 2 Chronicles 20, 20, part of the revelation, believe in your prophets or your pastor so shall you be established. Right? Correct? Okay, now listen to this. New King James. Now Joshua commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth, until a day I tell you to shout. Then you shall shout. How many people were there? Sounds like a big crowd of people. And he told them all, all right, you guys shut up. Walk around the city. Shut up. Walk around the city. Shut up. Say nothing until I tell you to. Could you see some of these people? Who does he think he is? He's going to tell me to shut up? 
pastor's going to tell me to run around the church? What's the difference? Pastor's going to tell me to tithe? Selah. Come on. What was the, re- what was the reward of their obedience? They took the city. Why? Because God gave Joshua the plan. God gives pastors the plan. Shut up. (laughs) There's a blessing in it. When you follow what he says to do, and even if he's wrong, God will make it right. It's because it's about our obedience and to following what he's saying. Come on, could you imagine, all right, you're, you're, you're a trumpet player, and you've been blowing your trumpet all around that city. <clears throat> I don't know how big the city was. Probably, there's probably dimension somewhere. But um, they would, you know, even if we're going to walk from here to downtown Dartmouth, it's going to take a few hours. So if you're blowing a trumpet all that whole time, and you're walking, and the sun is hot, and, you know, um, I don't know if somebody's giving them water, because your lips are going to get kind of dry. Come on, sing, Silas. But he says, you, not, you shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say, <laughs> to the day I tell you to shout, then you shall shout. But look at what they got because they, because they listened. Hearken. Hear, Ken. <laughs> That's a cool word. <laughs> Anyways. Wow. You liked that one, didn't you? <laughs> Hebrews chapter 3. It's in the Bible. I didn't make it up. Hebrews 3, verse 7. Are you there? Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says, today, if you hear his voice, and we are, don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. As in the day of provocation and the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works for 40 years. Wherefore, was I, I was grieved with that generation and said, they do always err in their heart, for they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Um, passion, it says, this is why the Holy Spirit says, if you would only listen to his voice this day. Don't make him angry by hardening your hearts like your ancestors did during the days of the rebellion and they, when they were tested in the wilderness. Therefore, your fathers tested me, tried my patience. Though they saw my miracles for 40 years, they still doubted me. And I, I was, they got this little side note under miracles, and it says, Miracles are works. However, these works are miracles when considering the plagues of Egypt, the Passover miracle, the parting of the Red Sea, the the manna falling from the sky, water from the rock, etc. We will be grateful and thankful for the goodness of, of his goodness in our lives. Amen? See, there's miracles that he's doing all the time for us. So we're just thankful. Romans 8, 28. Please. I can hear you all thinking. You're still thinking about shut up. <laughs> Romans 8:28. And we know 
that all things, does it say all things in your Bible? All things work together for good to them that love God. We qualify. To them who are called, who are the called according to his purpose. We qualify. Amen? Uh, Living Bible says, we know that all that happens to us is working for our good. Everything that happens to you is working for your good. When you have that on the inside, you're just saying, hey, listen, you know what? When it's good, bad, or ugly, it's working for my good. Doesn't matter. All things, everything, not just some things, all things are working for my good. Passion. We are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. Isn't that good? I'll read it again. We are convinced that every detail in our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. Man, that's a good fridge one. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Huh. Matthew chapter 8, please. Or 18. Matthew 18. God is working for our good. God wants our good. He wants us to be good. He wants good to happen for us. In Matthew 18, 18, it says, Verily I say unto you that whosoever, again we qualify, um, or sorry, uh, excuse me, uh, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you that if, any t- if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. We're gathered together in his name right now. So here he is in our midst. The miracle worker is in our midst. What do you need? Come into agreement on it. Any two shall agree. Passion, receive this truth. Whatever you forbid on earth will be considered to be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you release on earth will be considered to be released in heaven. What are we releasing on the earth? I know during prayer, um, we're, we're... Binding some things, we're, we're loosening some things, we're coming into agreement with a bunch of stuff. And we're starting to see change happen. It's pretty cool. Realize that your prayers have power. Amen? And it says, uh, verse 19, again, I give you an eternal truth. If two of you agree to ask God for something in symphony of prayer, a symphony of prayer. I like that. I grew up playing in concert bands and all of that. So you know how each section has a, has, it's very important. And so when they all play together at the same time, we used to do those old, um, oh, what were they called? Alfred Reed. Did you ever play Alfred Reed music? Yeah, and it's just big, um, big brass. Um, we did this one, the Battle Hill Hymns of the Vikings, and it's just like boom, 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 and and so and 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 concerts like we had big, we had a, a tuba section, French horns, baritones, and all of these big brass instruments. So whenever when they all started to go together and play as one, it, it just shook you from the inside out, and it was so good. So he's talking about um, a concert of prayer or a symphony of prayer. 
Imagine. This side praying, this side praying, this side praying, this side. All these different sections coming together as one. Symphonic. My heavenly Father will do it for you. For wherever two or three come together in honor of my name, I am right there with them. Right there with them. Um, Kenneth Copeland said, The year 2020 will be one of new visions, one of manifest power and great change. Jerry Savelle, in 2020, I'll open a new door. I'll cause you to experience supernatural increases never before. He's going to cause you to experience supernatural increases never before. I don't know what that looks like, but it sounds pretty good to me. Jesse says, great expectations gets great, great results. And, and it's so cool that all of these things, are they're all compounding on one another. And footstools. Pastor Nancy Dufresne, I got a call from, uh, from the ministry the other day. And 2020 will be your best year yet. So far. It's just getting started. But it's going to be your best one. Yet. So far. Amen. Pastor Gary Hooper, 2020, a decade of destiny. Dreams will be fulfilled, prayers answered, widespread healings, restoration of all things that we have been believing God for. Boom! This is it. This is it. We're in it. He's in it. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.